I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fake Six Podcast. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here, joined by the czar of the playbook, Emery Hunt. Unfortunately, Prop Stars is feeling a bit under the weather today. I think it's because he doesn't want to wear the 49ers jersey, and maybe it hasn't come. He's dodging it. He's dodging it. I'm just kidding. We hope you feel better. Um, Prop Stars, we love you. On uh, this episode of Pick 6 Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. The last episode, the Super Friends talked all about the Week 14 action in the NFL. Breach Wilson and Brinson went deep on the Cowboys rise and the Chiefs fall. Patrick Mahomes with some interesting words after that game. You can watch that episode on our YouTube channel or the audio version wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, feel free to hit that subscribe button. Give us a like, show us some love. um, So that way you won't miss another episode. Time now to look at some early lines um, and leans for week 15. I can't believe it's, I know I say this every week, but week 15 really is the end of the season. We're getting there. It is. We're getting 15, 16, 17, 18, four weeks left. It's wild. I started it's thinking wild. about, um, yeah, I, mean, I started thinking about like January and having the playoffs and how friggin' awesome playoff NFL playoff football yeah. is. Um, I think, yeah. you know, I, I was thinking about this too. And, you know, uh, you know, I like to complain about the middle of the season and how it just gets yes. to be, yes. it's a little long stretch. I think the problem is there's like this two or three week stretch where you, you're like the the playoff race hasn't fully like taken off and the MVP hot takes haven't fully taken off. And okay. yeah, it's just the, it's the lull of the season. I need to, I think I'm going to work on that for next year because I do think in like, in, in terms of like my picks against the spread and I've noticed this over the past few years, like it's just something I'm going to focus on for next year. Maybe like you know, make a, 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 a new year's resolution or something. A, Brins- a new Brinson model. Not not necessarily a new model, but like even with like fantasy too, like you hit this wall and you're kind of like, okay, and like you know, you forget to maybe like you set a lineup here, you forget to like make the right move there, you you know, sort of get lazy, like at all. Like I like I wanna I wanna stay, I wanna stay focused. I want to work on my my uh my my, season slump. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, just sort of like work on like not hitting a wall, you know? Okay. All right. Emery's Uh, like Emery's like, that's pathetic. Yeah, Emery's like, (laughs) I I eat, sleep, and dream football all no, day. No, I mean, I don't stop Every thinking day. about it. I just, I'm like, I'm just like, huh. Uh, but now I feel like rejuvenated. December's here. Mm-hmm. We have four weeks of regular season football left. It's going to be insane. It's going to be intense. Uh, we're going to get to watch Aiden O'Connell battle Easton Stick. Who can't wait? Wow. 
Uh, yes, couldn't agree with that more. All right, let's uh, let's look at the betting recap. Home went six five and one against the spread. Dogs seven four and one against the spread. Home dogs two zero oh, and one against the spread. Unders seven and five. Um, you know the week fourteen dogs just at it again, especially the home dogs. A any any key takeaways, Emery, um, from you on on the week fourteen and, and the things that happened outside of the injury to yeah uh, Justin Herbert. I still am fascinated to why they were favored in that game. You know, oh. there was no reason why they should have been favored against the Broncos team. Yes. yes, they were just coming off the loss to Houston, yeah. but that loss came down to the wire, and that was against two playoff teams. Like, that felt like a playoff game. But that Chargers team, even when Herbert was in there for the first quarter or so, yeah, Broncos were in control. So I never really yeah. understood the line. Maybe it was because they were playing at home or whatnot, but that's not a long trip. From Denver to LA, I just that game just blew my mind in terms of the point spread from the time we talked about it last week. Yeah, we watched out there up until her Herbert's injury. Yeah, we talked about it on the Monday show with you, Emery. That was one of my best bets. Um, going, I think it was one of your best bets too, Brinson, wasn't it? Were we on What's the same that? side of that? I think we Broncos. all took the, the, the yeah, Broncos and the Broncos yeah. for sure. Yeah, we yeah. took the Broncos and we took the Bears. I think we all took both of those teams. Yeah, last well, the Broncos. Week. Might be one of my anticipation plays a little bit later, too, uh, which we can get into. So we call it a teaser in the business. A little bit of a teaser. Um, all right. So let's let's uh, let's kick it off here and talk about week 15, Brinson. Yeah, we'll start with the Chargers and the Raiders Thursday night football. And boy, oh, boy, is it a scorcher. Justin Herbert ruled out for this game. The total 33 and a half. It's Easton Stick for Satan O'Connell. I believe, I mean, Herbert was ruled out, right? I mean, I know he said he's, he's not going to play, but it's freaking Monday afternoon. Like, he he has a broken right index finger. He shouldn't play again this season. You had your chance, Brandon Staley. You, you, you're five and eight with Justin Herbert. Beach body cousins. Leave Matthew Stafford out of it. Stafford's playing some good damn football right now, Emory. Um, he is. Yeah. I'll give it to him. The, um, I think that, I, I, I don't know what to do here. I think you go with the Raiders. You're getting a bad Chargers team that's five and eight. They just got embarrassed by the Broncos. Their quarterback's done, probably done for the season. There's no reason for him to keep playing through these injuries after you give him this huge contract, knowing that you know you've got like you 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 you're basically out of the playoffs. And you, on the other side, you have a guy who's not coaching for his job. Like he's he's not coaching to he's not coaching to like avoid losing his job. He's coaching to get his first ever full time job in Antonio Pearson. This team lost three nothing to the. Vikings, but the Vikings defense is substantially better than the Chargers defense right now in terms of just blitzing like crazy and all the all the issues they're going to give you. I think it's Raiders or nothing in Las Vegas in a divisional game between two teams who really are really the only thing anybody's playing for is like the Raiders want to get Antonio Pierce the full-time jobs. Max Crosby came out and said it on uh, somebody's podcast. And, and so I think Emory... This is a spot where you either take the Raiders or you take nothing. I wouldn't be opposed to the under, but I could see maybe more points than we expect just because these defenses aren't great. Well, it was fascinating. Everybody, everyone is making fun of the, the Vikings-Raiders game, justifiably so, because of the offense and the score. But I came away impressed with how both defenses really held court. When you have two ineffective offensive attacks in a game with inexperienced quarterbacks face off against each one another, it could be a shootout. And the fact that both defenses up until the very end kept both offenses out of the scoring zone, a, you know, a long field goal, I was impressed. So 
with the way the defense played last week for the Raiders, combined with what we now for Brandon Staley, I think he kind of figured something out. First, it was good to see Quentin Johnson have a, a bounce back game. You know, a big reception, two couple big receptions. I think they came in consecutive uh, plays as well. Then he st- got Spiller involved. He got Kelly involved along with Austin Eckler. That should have been the case from jump. Same thing with Tony Pollard and also Rico Dottle. Spiller and Kelly should lead off and let Eckler be the, you know, the, the hired gun as opposed to leading off with Eckler. He can't sustain that productivity. So I like, I, I think this game would be a very good one uh, from a defensive perspective. But I do like the Raiders and I do like the under. All right, moving on to the next game. You know, I didn't think there would be a grosser game than that uh, Patriots. Oh, please. We, we got we got grosser. <laughs> Patriots and Chargers game that was 6-0. and um, But the Vikings and Raiders game was grosser than that. 3-0. and Minnesota won that game 3-0. The funny thing about this is this game was a push. The spread was 3. And at 3-0, and this was a push. Um, and I don't know what people are thinking of Josh Dobbs now, um, and how he looks now. It's been two really bad. Oh, it's just slippers off. Slippers, yeah. slippers in the trash can. And yeah. Justin Jefferson suffered a chest injury. I don't see any. Re- I mean, they're seven and six, but man, it doesn't feel like they've got a prayer to make the playoffs, does it? No, not a prayer. Not a prayer. And the Bengals, um, is is Browning out? For- I mean, they do have a prayer. They're like fifty nine percent to make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, um, I don't know what. Browning status is. I think that that line indicates. You see the three and a half, and it's juiced. Indicates that it. That's it's probably going to like the Jake Browning's. They're a little worried that, about Jake Browning being able to play. Right, because right? it would be higher maybe. than that. If or maybe no, 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 maybe it feels like maybe it feels like they do think he's going to play. If it's it's if it's minus one fifteen. I think it was just hand cramps. Which is weird. Uh, yeah. it, it, when you think about that, you don't want to, you, you're going to fall in the same trap John Breach did. John Breach did. Well, like, my, hand, my hand cramps all the time. We're like, uh, excuse me. Uh, right. Like, <laughs> I like, said that last night. He's like in a hotel room by himself, talking about his hand cramps all the time. Yeah, like, hey, man, Dave Breach. One plus one equals five in this situation. Breach. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I think, it, it, you know, maybe this line indicates they have confidence in AJ McCarron who was solid in the XFL this past spring with the St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, I know the story was they ran through that story all throughout the spring, but he did play well for St. Louis. Um, gives him a veteran presence. He, so now we combine the, what, the 10 games he played in the spring. He's got, he's got game. He's in game shape, put it that way. And so it's going to be fun to watch if he gets out there and plays. And we just saw Nick Mullins get on the, he didn't do, particularly better than Josh Dobbs. I don't know why they panicked. Kevin O'Connell panicked, but it shows you that, you know, Dobbs was on a short leash. Um, but the defense is going to be the story here. Can they keep them in the game against either, uh, you know, Browning or McCarron? I'm leaning toward the Bengals here. I feel like McCarron getting him in the mix actually gives them a shot. And, and shout out to the Bengals defense did a great job against Indy, uh, you know, turned the ball over, just was went out there and took it to, yeah you know, the uh, the Colts and pretty much, I would say, kind of took some of the air out of their sales in terms of playoffs. Now it's going to be an uphill battle for Indianapolis. Yeah, this might be a place where you look at some Joe Mixon prop too. I know I know we don't have prop stars here, but he was looking pretty good uh, yesterday. Yeah, and I think too, um, the other guy that could get some action here, especially with as much as um, Brian Fuller likes to blitz, Chase Brown, they used him in the screen game yesterday. He had that long touchdown catch. 
wouldn't be surprised at all if you see Mixon and, and Chase Brown catch a bunch of dump offs and they just get the ball out quickly, try to run the football, uh, force Minnesota to do something offensively. Would almost and, and you know what? Honestly, this might be not as much about AJ McCarron and um, Jake Browning as it is about like Nick Mullins being the starter for this uh, Vikings team. And it's weird because you're seven and six. Justin Jefferson comes back from the hamstring injury, first game back from IR. Went to a hospital with the chest injury. That makes me think he probably won't be playing in this game. It's too really too early to know for sure. But you know the, the Vikings are just in a bad spot. This is sort of a must win game. They got Rams. Yeah, the- like you thought when Kirk Cousins went down that they were going to be out, and then they had this resurgence of life, and now it's like, oh no, you're dead. Well, so the Rams are thirty three percent to make the playoffs. Vikings fifty nine percent. Packers seventy two percent. And then who else is in the? The mix there. I mean, the NFC South you can't toss them out. Seahawks are at fourteen percent now. Right. Oh, yoy. Yeah, yes, that's quite a mess in Such there. But this would be this would be a huge win. The, yesterday was a huge win for the Vikings. This would be a huge win for the Vikings if they can get this. Would almost like put themselves in a really good spot to make the playoffs if they can do it. Two games of the Lions still remaining. Steelers at the Colts. Surprising total here because Kenny Pickett has been ruled out for this game. You see the move. Um, a little bit of juice on the Colts, probably in anticipation. Option for a play here uh, because you're going to get Mitchell Trubisky or maybe that doesn't matter to you at all. The total 42. The look at line was Colts minus one and a half. Um, Indy yeah, didn't play well yesterday, but this is this is a big spot for Indy. If they want to stay in this race in the uh, Emory, your, your Colts, if they want to stay in the the both the AFC South race and the, of course, the AFC wildcard race. There were so many teams in the AFC South that didn't help themselves. They needed the Jags to lose. If you're Houston, if you're Indy, it was like perfect. And then you go out there and lose, too. So it kind of kept you where you are. You had a chance. Jags lost as a nine-point favorite at home on Monday Night Football for the first time. The first time in Monday Night Football there since 2011. You lose. You do no Joe Burrow. And you still lose a nine-point favorite at home. In Trevor You had a chance to really take first place in the division. Like, one of those two teams is crazy. And now you may not even make the playoffs. So, right, you're going to get your back against the wall. But this is the type of game that Tomlin can show up and and, and win because no one's expecting anything out of the Steeler offense, um, whether it's Rudolph or even Trubisky. This is a situation where you're betting against the Steelers' defense against Minshew. Um, that's, to me, a, a difficult task for him. So I kind of lean with Pittsburgh here, basically off straight run game and defense. I don't think we'll see Trubisky be a role of a factor here. So I'm taking the Steelers in, in the points here against uh, this, this Colts team mainly because of the defensive effort and um and not trusting what they're going to do offensively. What what was the what was the worst loss for an AFC team over the last Houston losing to the Jets. Because... I mean yeah, but like the Steelers lost to the Patriots. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, and, it, and it was a high scoring game too. Imagine if you imagine if you said that like 7 years ago the Steelers lost to the Patriots to be like, "Oh, that was a really hard fought game." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're like it was a shootout too. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> like crazy game like the game, it went over oh, but the Jets, I mean, no one, I don't say no one because it's probably somebody out there is going to have, oh, I, I bet this, but no one really saw Houston going into MetLife and getting drummed. Zach Wilson looked great. We'll talk about them later, but I thought that was the worst loss because Houston was playing, they beat the Broncos, they were playing on an upward trend, and now they might even make the playoffs. And total 42, though, does seem kind of high 
for a Steelers team. And then also just, it's crazy that 42 seems high for 2023 because we've seen a lot of thirties, uh, a lot of low thirties in this. I might lean towards the under in this game. I don't know that the Steelers offense actually gets moving depending on who they have a quarterback. I don't think it actually matters. And like you said, I think the Steelers defense will make it hard for Minshew. So I would lean under 42. I picked the Jets to win for the record. Pete, Pete Priscilla and I picked the Jets to win. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was AFC game. It's one of those weird AFC games. Just had a feeling. Uh, yeah. I mean, I only went six, six, and one, so it's not like I did a great right. job or anything like that. All right, moving on. Broncos at the Lions. Lions laying forward. This total forty six and a half. Still the same. Uh, look at line. Lions four and a half. So it's um, ever so slightly changed. Well, I'll talk about this one a little bit more later, but I'm going to go ahead and grab the points with the Lions. In some places, this has already gone down to three and a half. You I mean, grab the points of the Broncos. Yes, grab the point. Sorry, did I say that wrong? Grab the points of the Broncos. Because um, in some places, this line has already gone down to three and a half. So might as well grab this four here um, with Fando. The Lions can't stop anything. They can't stop anything. We've seen this several weeks in a row. Dan Campbell came out there saying he's got to be, what did he say? He's got to be more aggressive. Wearing diapers. Yeah, wearing diapers. I didn't hear that part of it. Um, Until he said his, family, his family's nervous about him going for it on fourth down, wear a diaper. Missed that part of the press conference, but yeah, that he's got to be tougher on his on his team here. Um, and uh, this Broncos offense is kind of moving and shaking. Russell Wilson's looked pretty good, and we do know the Lions. You know, Jeff Goff has thrown a few picks this this season, so he can create those uh, or give up those turnovers, and the Broncos capitalize on that. So um, that is what I would do right now. I would take the four points with the Broncos. Yeah, give me the, give me the under here. I think mm. when you have those coaches' statements, you know, focus this week is going to be on defense. They're going to come out. They're going to do some things differently. Sutton is going to have one or two drops in the first half. Then he'll pick it up in the second half. Judy's going to run a great route and have a drop in the first half. Then he's going to find a way, find a way to get it going in the second half. So it could be a late Broncos win. I agree with you. I'm taking the points in the Broncos, but I like the under more than anything. This one screams you know, like 24-14 or something like that. I don't think mm-hmm. we'll see the the because the Broncos can get pressure. And I don't see them actually throwing deep down the field against those corners uh, in Detroit. So I feel like this one would be a a tighter game than people think. Lions took care of business against the Saints. They were up by two scores there. But since they're by, I mean, they had that crazy game at at the Chargers. They went by three in that game. And like that, that's, you know, that's just a shootout game. But they gave up 38 points. They were should have lost to the Bears the following week at home. Lost straight up, lost to the Packers, who were white hot in uh, on Thanksgiving. Again, took care of the Saints, and then lost at Chicago last week. I mean, this is a team where, like, again, you're nine and four. The, yeah, look at the points they're giving up: 31, yeah. 29, 28, 28, 38, 26, 29, 28, 28. Yeah, I mean, they've been hemorrhaging points. Aline McNeil out for the out for the was on IR. That's a huge blow to their run defense. But um, him and Ragnall being out, so now you lose your battery. You're sending your, your nose tackle. That, yeah. That's that's horrible. Yeah, it's been it's definitely been a problem. I, I'm I'm inclined. I don't know. The total is 46 and a half. That is a lot of points. Denver plays slow, but they've been kind of finding themselves on offense a little bit. Like Sean Payton's got it cooking, and I think I don't know, man. Oh, uh, Dan Campbell, Sean Payton used to coach together too. By the way, mm-hmm. Dan in Campbell was old tight ends coach in New Orleans. Yeah, I Spicy. Like you brought up. Um, Dan Campbell and, and a tight ends coach multiple times, but I, I they guess- played New Orleans. I was like, Dan yeah. Campbell revenge game. He took care yeah. of business. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, it's interesting whether or not this could turn into a shootout. I would lean towards the under there as well, but, uh, I don't know. 
Let's see where the line goes. Okay. Buccaneers at the Packers. Speaking of unders. Packers minus three and a half. Uh, there's a little bit of light snow for Saturday, but nothing crazy. Just keep an eye on it. It's December. It's Green Bay. Um, sure, the earth is substantially hotter than it was 10 years ago, but, you know. Packers play tonight, too. Packers play on Monday night. Of course, that could change things dramatically if somebody gets hurt um, and how the Packers look. Buccaneers plus three and a half catching uh, a little bit of juice and a total here of 41 and a half. It's hard to say what to do until you see the Packers play on Monday night, I think, Emory. Well, I've said this before. The Packers, although have better quarterback play, but they play a lot like the Falcons. And we know the Falcons have given the Bucs problems in how they're constructed both defensively and what they want to do running the ball. With better quarterback play, you feel like the Packers should be able to take care of business. So I'm, I'm later points with Green Bay. And the Bucks, I feel like, should lean more to Rashad White. I like how he just plays the game as if he's having fun out there. There's no thinking involved. He's just out there free-flowing and just playing. Um, Baker still worries me versus pressure. He still gets a bit scattershot. I think the, the Packers will do a good job of applying pressure. They don't drop interceptions as well. They'll be able to turn the ball over if the uh, opportunity presents itself. So I, I like the Packers here. And I'm also liking the under as well. Cold weather game. Bucks gonna try to lean in. They, I, it, I don't see this one getting out of the, the 20s. Yeah, I see a 17, 10, 17, 7 type game. Crazy how they're just the tale of two seasons for the Packers. You know, they start out, they they <laughs> stomp the Bears, barely lose to the Falcons. And Jordan Love looked really good in that game. Take beat the Saints, then lose four straight back around their bye to the Lions, Raiders, Broncos, and Vikings. And I think I can't remember if Kirk Cousins was out for that game or not. Beat the Rams. Barely lose to the Steelers, and they've ripped off three straight wins against the Chargers, Lions, and Chiefs. If they beat the Giants on Monday night, that's four straight wins, and they close with the Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, and Bears. <laughs> like this team is a seventy-plus percent chance to make the playoffs. That changes if they lose tonight. But yeah, I mean, I think um, I think if you get the three and a half in a get in a in a game with a total that low, you probably want to take the Buccaneers. Baker and bad weather doesn't really scare me. This this Bucks team isn't like a you know, they don't need like the sunshine and everything to win. Uh, so yeah, I would take the three and a half. And and if you like the Bucks and you think the Giants give the Packers trouble on Monday night, Wait. you should get the Bucks in because no, because like I think if the Giants somehow pull off a win or keep it close or the the Packers look bad, this line could you know, probably probably drop down to three. You won't be seeing the uh, the three and a half out there. Oh, if you like the Bucks, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. if you like the, if you like the Packers, wait, yeah, wait and see. No, I would. No, I think you could. It's not going to fly up to five. The, Packer, the Packers are six point favorites tonight, Monday night football against yeah. the giants. They come out there and they kill the giants. You could see this line move. Um, yeah, but I don't think, it'll, I don't think it'll move a ton just because of the huge, the low total. Yeah. And we'll see how, um, Jordan love does tonight too. Cause you know, we, Martindale's going to throw a ton of blink, or uh, blitz packages um, at him, blink, wink. Uh, all right, moving on to the other team that's playing tonight, the Giants. Oof, at the Saints. Saints laying six. This total, thirty-seven. Uh, Emery, you are our Saints whisperer. What do you think? At least we got to see Derek Carr have a full meltdown yesterday with one of his offensive linemen. Uh, th that was just insane. But again, it's the tenor of what the fans have been talking about, what the city has been buzzing about and how the play on the field has screamed to everyone, like, this offense can't get out of its own way. Alvin Kamara looked great yesterday. Jamal Williams looked great yesterday. He looks like he has those fresh legs out there. Defensively, they just really owned the line of scrimmage 
Panthers suck. Yeah, right. And so they 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 look like that Saints defensive line. They do. Derek Carr's two touchdowns were in like what would you would call garbage time. Even right. though the Panthers were down six, like the Saints were up six points, but it didn't feel like the Panthers were going to do anything. And so the, 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 the Saints pulled away, but it was like two. It was like, it's like Derek Carr threw two touchdown passes. And if you go back and look at it, you're like, he didn't do anything all game. Any reasonable team beats that Saints team yesterday. I want to say he had 37 yards passing entering the fourth quarter. That tracks. That Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's horrible. And in this game, the, Vic, uh, the, the Giants defense should be game. They should have some opportunities. The problem is you have the DeVito factor going up against the Dennis Allen defense um, and what they do. What is, what is the DeVito factor? He's a young rookie quarterback. And so now you have Dennis Allen. He's going to send all kinds of pressure. He's got Alante Tail out there, a hybrid corner slash safety, but a, a very good man corner. The Giants don't really have game breakers at wide receiver. And so now you factor in, okay, where is the open opportunity? They're going to focus in on Saquon Barkley and mm-hmm. force DeVito to make tight window throws, which we know he won't be able to do because he tends to take a lot of sacks. So this one, to me, I will go under. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Oh, yeah. So, so he had a, uh, a 10-yard – he had 37 yards at, at halftime. That is <laughs> That or, is. Oh, actually, and then he so he had like multiple, like he had like like negative ten yards of Alvin Kamara because it was like obviously on a screen pass. So he had thirty. <laughs> let me see this math. Then he threw a touchdown pass. It was like I think it was his second touchdown pass where it was late in the game, and as he's walking off, he's bucking like he just threw his fifth touchdown pass in his 38-35, and nobody was cheering with him. Like, bro. Such a dumb, you know, said down right, So, so actually, so he had this is pretty incredible. Okay. If I did my math right, and it's possible I like I fudged something, but I'm there's only, I mean, he only attempted 26 passes. He had 37 passing yards at halftime, he had 33 passing yards at the end of the third quarter. Now, you might ask, how is that possible? He only completed two passes one was for two yards, and one was for negative six to Alvin Kamara. Because he was tackled behind the line of scrimmage on like a screen pass or something. Amazing. So man. he actually lost passing yards in the fourth quarter. Yeah, look that up. <laughs> on that note, I, guys, they need, we are, they, we are they gonna need. take a break here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Stick around for the anticipation anticipation plays at where we try to beat the line movement. That's coming up next. You're watching pick six, more DeVito effect, maybe when we return. The Angie's list you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just one point of clarification on the Saints thing. 
Emory okay. was correct. He had 41 net. He had 41 gross passing yards at halftime, negative four in the third third quarter. So he did have 37 passing yards entering the fourth quarter. Um, negative four passing yards is pretty incredible in a quarter. In 2023, like it, it's mind blowing how bad he is throwing the ball this year. He just right. doesn't want Jameis Winston to come in and like have any success and take his job. That's just all it is. Point me in the direction of the Saints medical system. Like, how is he getting cleared through all these protocols? Two concussions, a shoulder injury, a rib injury. It's like he's like he like lost both thumbs. Like, who knows? Like, what? I mean, like he's like Derek Carr is question. I saw somebody tweet about this, and they're like, "How is it that it's like every Sunday is like Derek Carr has been ruled out with like seven injuries, and then like every Saturday, the next following Saturday is like Derek Carr has been magically cleared. It's like Derek Carr's questionable return." decapitation and then right. it's like back and ready to go like it's wild man uh at some point they're like no i think i think you are injured you just stay put uh, and we'll hopefully get james winston in um all right guys it's time for our, our segment where we give you a bet that you should lock in early before the line moves get you some closing line value clv we also do you one better and try to predict where the line is going to close at it's time now for our anticipation plays segment this anticipation play segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook make every moment more last week um I had the Cowboys at three and a half I thought it would go to four it stayed at three and a half but they covered um prop stars had the Broncos plus three um I don't think it actually moved that much I don't think that one actually moved either Emery you had the Colts set in my close around four and a four and a half did it I don't. I, I didn't check. No, nah, Colts. I, I think Colts was two. No, Colts. It might have gone down to like one and a half. Actually, I think it might have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. All right, and then Brinson, you had the total and the Bears and the Lions. That yeah, that was remember that was based entirely on this like insane weather that was oh, going to happen. Yes. And it hovered. It ended up going up to forty three and a half. Obviously, it went way over because the. Yeah. And, and I think just really quickly, like I would um, point out that this is a good example of when we're you know, when when you're making bets like this early in the week. If and and I asked, or I talked about this on the pick show. So I I, I went on sportsline.com and put in a pick, and you can sign up for oh, your first yeah. month for a buck for uh, use promo code pick. Um, I put in a pick on the Lions and Bears under. Now, when the weather started shifting, what I wanted to do because I really liked the over at that number at 42 and a half, loved it. But the problem was, if there's gonna be 31 mile per hour wind, it doesn't matter who's playing football, they're not gonna score that many points. Um, yeah. Justin Fields had a great game. You know, the, the Lions, the Lions swinging around a little bit. The Lions scored some points. I mean, it, I think it, it went way over, didn't it? I'm like, I'm, not, I'm not crazy, am I? Didn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like 41 up. Or Actually, like it was that. went under. <laughs> it went under. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. Surprising. Okay, anyway, because the Lions only scored 13. But the, the point, okay, so I'm glad I, I actually hit that pick then. That's pretty hilarious. Hey. That's funny. Um, <laughs> the point being is, like, I wanted to go back on the over, because I thought the Lions would be able to score easily. So the Bears defense, it was a bit a Bears defense thing, not a weather thing. So just the, the larger point being with the weather, early in the week, you can't really lock it in until you get to like Thursday and Friday when you can start definitively saying, okay, this is going to be a weather game. So just be careful with you know making bets based on weather. You can find some good totals, but like if you think you you could always come back and you know and, and just take the juice loss. Anyway, that's my spiel on that. Emory, what have you got? You've got a big, oh, geez, a big swing. Lions right. and Broncos. Just to back you up on the uh, the weather, I went back and looked. 
FCS playoffs are going on right now, and we're down yeah. to the Final Four. But last weekend, early in the week, South Dakota State playing Villanova. South Dakota State's in Brookings, South Dakota. That that total was, I think, in the 50s, right? But watching that game, both teams were only willing – they were purposely slowing the clock down to get the opposite end of the field because anytime they kicked on one side, it was going like straight due east, right? So they just, hey, we're going to drain this clock, get the opposite end, kick all our field goals and try to pick the pace up there. And that score ended at 23-13 or something like that. So it was under based off the winds in South Dakota at that time. Um, but it's fascinating how weather can change from what we talked about here on the Monday to, oh, yeah. you know, on the, on the, at the end of the week. Um, but I do like the Broncos ended up favorites by the time this week is over with. That is a uh, huge I, swing. Yeah. It's a wild swing. That would I'm be a big the swing. same as you, but not that much. Yeah, you, the Lions are minus four. Oh, God, I forgot we had these three Saturday games, too. Aye, aye, aye. As the week goes on, I feel like people will start to realize how good this Broncos defense is, and we'll probably close at the Broncos a small favorite, if not a pick em. For it to go for them to be a small favorite, I feel like there's got to be some kind of massive injury. You don't normally see it cross through zero, but you know, m- maybe down to pick them. I'm on the same side as you. I'm saying Broncos right now, well, it's some books. I was looking, you know, shout out to FanDuel um, because they still have this line at four. Some books are at three and a half. So I'm saying I would take the Broncos right now plus the three and a half because I think this might go down to a field goal. And of course, you always want that half point. Um, so same side as you, but you've got a much um, bigger swing. than This me. is my Chargers Broncos game of the week in terms of like, why is the Lions mm. favored by this many, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you, uh, you, you have the Broncos going to plus three. She just explained. She just ran through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go through zero as well. I, I don't think that you see it often, but it requires a big injury. And I think you're going to see, and this is sort of my theory here on this. Now, look, this could backfire on me badly, but if CJ Stroud is cleared, the, t- the Texans are going to be favored in this game in Tennessee. And I think what we have seen, I mentioned this on uh, HQ just a few minutes ago. So I was like, did I already say this once? But I think what I didn't stop here. I may have said it. I may have already said it on the show too. But what we have seen this year has been wildly different in the past month plus. We talked about Derek Carr cleared from his second concussion inside of a week to come back and play. Trevor Lawrence, and this was a concussion, but he goes wow. out there with an ankle That's injury. Brock Purdy, exactly. Brock Purdy was the first one. They had until Brock Purdy came back from a concussion. There was not a single player in the NFL who sustained a concussion either the day of a game and then returned, or the day of the game, or like was in concussion protocol that week, at like because Brock was put in concussion protocol the day after, who returned to play the following week. The NFL had been like hard line stancing it where you're not. And I, I realize it's like the science, but there was very clearly an impetus to not allow guys to come back the following week. Well, Brock Purdy did it and we've seen it happen a bunch since then. Now, whether that's good or bad, or whether it's just medical objective obje- objectivity, whatever the Texans are in a playoff hunt. And if CJ Stroud gets cleared, he's going to play in this game. And if that happens. This line's going to be Texans minus three. So if you think like I do that, they are, that the Texans are more likely to be able to get C.J. Stroud cleared in time for next week's game based on this small trend that we've seen in recent weeks, then you should go ahead and bet the Texans now. Yeah. And that's – so, like, 
and I and I'm, I'm aware that I could be dead wrong here because you see yeah, the line Titans minus one and a half minus one fifteen. What's that? You're gambling on it, right? But I'm saying like I, this could also go the other way where it's Titans minus three oh, yeah. if CJ Stroud is not clear. So I think that's like I there. It's to me it is a very this is this the NFL does this all like I I know people are like it's a science you can't change that it's a science. No, it's not. If it was a science, then Brock Purdy wouldn't have been cleared. And David Carr, Derek Carr's ass would be on the the bench. Yeah, it still has to be signed off by, you know, people from the teams. Unless it happens, you know, well, well, but CJ Strauss was in game, which means they had a, um, you know, person not affiliated with the team. So yeah. sometimes that gets a little bit stickier. I don't know. All right. This anticipation plays segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Falcons at the Panthers. Oh, man, what a scorcher. Falcons minus three, minus 115. The over 34 and a half juiced uh, up to 115 as well. Panthers are nine and four to the under. Falcons are eight and five to the under on the year. Both teams are terrible against the spread. The Falcons four and nine, despite uh, being in first place. And the Panthers two, nine and two. I'm not betting on the Panthers. I'm sure they'll cover now. It's at home. <laughs> I've, I've been to. Are we, we going to keep pounding? No, we haven't started pounding. <laughs> I have been to Panthers games in Charlotte in December when the Panthers are completely out of it. And it is an absolute tomb game. There is no one there. No one cares. I mean, the Hornets are. It's, people are just. I mean, this is like. It's it's like if it's cold and rainy, oh my god! Uh, I remember me and my buddy Zeke bought tickets for a Panthers Saints game. It was after the Panthers went to the playoffs, and it was the, I think it was maybe the Jake DeLome. Um, man, it wasn't the interception game. The Panthers had just won the division. We're supposed to be good. We're like we're we bought these like great club seats, like, like fifth row club seats. We're like. Was, they were expensive. We're like, we're going to go watch Drew Brees and DeLome battle it out. And then DeLome gets hurt the first game of the season and um, has like Tommy John. And by the time that we get to the game, it's David Carr wearing these dainty little white mittens up against like a, a Saints team that was favored by like 17 points. It's freezing. It's raining. It's disgusting. There is nobody there. And look, it's going to be chilly. It's not going to be freezing. But it's going to be in the low fifties. Well, you and really the, set a stage. You really what I'm saying is that going to be who crazy. in the right mind is going to drag their family down to Bank of America Stadium that to watch Derek David Derek Carr with whatever new injury he sustains this week. Or the Falcons, excuse me, Desmond Ritter, not David. I, like, I was on a car. I was on a car family rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got my just cars. As bad, just as bad. Yeah. To watch the Falcons with Desmond Ritter and this like very boring Falcons team going up against a two like a like a one win Panthers team. The Pan- no one cares about the Panthers, and there's not going to be anybody there. I think I think the, you see the Falcons are nothing here. Yeah, I'm laying these points with the Falcons. I, I, I like that their offense has found the big plate. We saw Kyle Pitts have a big reception. We saw Drake London have two. Um, you know, in that game against the Bucks, we saw Bijan Robinson do a great job. And they're getting everybody involved. As long as Ritter doesn't turn the ball over, they should win. Because this Panthers up front along both sides of the line of scrimmage just got overwhelmed by the Saints. And they should get overwhelmed in this one again uh, by the Falcons. I, 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 they would have to lose this game if this – I'm about to do, do, a, do a Trent Dilfer. 
they should they would have to lose this game in order to not win this game. Yeah, is what I'm saying. So. <laughs> That's funny how that makes sense. Um, all right, <laughs> moving on. The way that Brinson set that up, I don't even want to watch that game, uh, let alone bet. You really don't want to watch that game. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. The Panthers, yeah, I, I see a lot of <laughs> Panthers football. <laughs> I mean, look, the Panthers are the most, it's not even close. I'd rather watch that Vikings. Raiders three nothing game on repeat for six hours, then watch another snap of this Panthers offense. It is disgusting. Okay, all right. Well, now we know how you really feel, uh, and and they are going to cover. By the way, since you just really said the same thing, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. Texans at the Titans. Titans laying one and a half. This total thirty seven and a half. Uh, Brinson kind of went into this already with his anticipation play. C.J. Stroud currently in concussion protocol. Brinson thinks that he's going to be cleared and this will have um, a swing to the other side and that the Texans will be laying three. I tend to actually agree with your thinking on this one. Brinson, is there anything that you would add, Emery? Yeah, uh, even without C.J. Stroud, the Texans are a better team than Tennessee. They should be able to win this ball game, even with Davis Mills at quarterback, uh, because I feel like when you think about the defensive side of the ball for Houston, they can get after Will Levis. They can force him into some bad decisions. And it's really about playing the run on the way to the quarterback. You stop, you beat Derrick Henry to the punch, and you essentially stop him behind the line of scrimmage, and his play is dead. So this is going to be more about the Texans playing efficient offense. Let's just say if, if it's not uh, CJ Stroud, efficient offense, great defense, and benefiting from a turnover uh, or two from Will Levis or, or whatnot. But I do feel like they could still win this game. So if you can get it right now, at Tennessee minus a point and a half, you got great value before it swings into, you know, Texans' favorite territory. You shouldn't take the Texans now. Yeah, it takes Texans now while yeah. while the spread is in their favor. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, that's a gamble on, T- on CJ Stroud coming back. No, no, no. Well, I'm saying I'm, you're getting good value at plus money based off the Titans being favored is what I'm saying. Like, they should win this game without CJ Stroud. Mm. And I feel like that defense should awesome. be able to- Right, it's a, this is a bad Titans football team um, that already has shown infighting already with their quarterback and star receiver. But what else is new? You know, every yeah. star receiver feels like they should get the ball every play. Um, so yeah, take the Texans here. That that would be my uh, best bet out of the out of the two in this game. Okay. All right, Jets at Dolphins. The Dolphins, of course, are playing Hi. on. Was it right. Edie? No, that was me. I'm just I'm yawning up a storm. I'm very tired today. For really something. selling the podcast. What do you? You had a Panthers say? You had a <laughs> well, Panthers Falcons once, game. Once you started going on about the Panthers. I started uh, thinking fair, about it, fair. and now all of a sudden I'm to sleep. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins minus twelve and a half, home against the Jets, who they smoked on Black Friday in New York. A total here of forty. Again, a really surprising total, given that the line is twelve and a half. Like that is a thin line. There's a there's a there's a, there's a, there's a tight window to thread the needle through to get 12 and a half and 40. I think if you're laying the points of the Dolphins, you probably have to take the over, you know, made that mistake taking the under on uh, Black Friday. Zach Wilson, best game of his career on, on, against the Every Texans? Every time Aaron Rodgers stands up for Zach Wilson, he has a little spurt of something yeah. and then he kind of reverts back to whatever. He does. Dolphins are eight. And, look, I think it's Dolphins are nothing for me. It's 12 and a half. They've, they've blown out bad teams. The Jets are a bad team. And this is a spot, too, where if you are the Dolphins, I know that um, – who, who are we talking to? Uh, we're talking about looking ahead to – Brady Quinn. I asked Brady Quinn and dudes, like, if they if you look ahead, 
and like the schedule and like, should I play this game? Should I play this game? I mean, you don't, but the Dolphins are the Titans tonight. We assume that they're going to win there at home. Jets at home. Then they close Cowboys at home at Ravens home against the Bills. These next two games for the Dolphins, a team that has dominated bad teams and has yet to beat a team with a winning record, unless you count the Broncos, <laughs> who did not have a winning record then. Right. They've not beaten a team. The Broncos are the only team that they beat that currently has a winning record. Their losses are the Bills, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. The wins are the Chargers, Patriots, Broncos, Giants, Panthers, Patriots, Raiders, Jets, and Commanders. We can say whatever we want about the Dolphins, but you got to win the next two because if you don't, you're really opening yourself up to the Bills stealing this division title and making things awkward. So I think the Dolphins, it's Dolphins are nothing here. This is a lot of points, though, 12 and a half to give the Dolphins against this Jets defense. The offense is terrible, but this is a good defense. They've been able to limit people and the amount of points that are scored on them. They didn't limit the Dolphins, though. The problem, the problem is like the Jets defense doesn't really match up well with this Dolphins offense because yeah. Sauce Gardner is awesome, but n- nobody's awesome against Tyree Hill because he's just going to get behind you or he's like, or you're going to play like play off of him and he's going to catch it underneath and take it uphill. Like there's just nothing you can do to stop him. Who are the I Dolphins playing tonight? T- uh, Titans. Titans. I, I remember being at uh, the Giants Jets joint practice last summer, right? And uh, this is when the Giants still had Richie James. And all they was running in his joint practice was like high and low crossers. And the Jets corners to Will's point are built for press. Yeah. It's hard to press in the, on the inside. And if you got to chase these dudes around on crossers, good luck. Now, Grant, that's Richie James. This is like the Olympic track team. Yeah. So it, it's tough. But you got to like you got to sell me on whether or not we're going to get Zach Wilson that we got yesterday. Right. Because if he can play with that kind of confidence, and that's all he has to do is get out of his own head and go play, then they could be competent. So I would probably lean toward the over. Yeah, that's that's a 40. Like, I mean, the the Dolphins scored 30. I mean, they went 47 points against the Jets. If you get get like 75% of Zach Wilson yesterday, this over is happening. The total is weird. And the Jets are still in the hunt. They're in the graphic. They're in the The Jets are in the graphic. They're in the graphic. I have no statistical analysis, but I kind of lean towards taking the points of the Jets. We'll you have been wrong in the last three weeks. With your, no, you've been on fire lately, for sure. I know what you're feeling. Just these random gut plays trappy-like games. We should create a graphic with Katie's gut. Yeah. <laughs> like, your gut is 3-0 right now. Yeah, like I, this one just feels Does your shirt say whiskey, by the way? Yeah, it says whiskey nights i think oh, okay i just thought it was like i thought it was just like you're endorsing whiskey <laughs> i was like i like it well it's cut it still is um sure. anyway sorry i have not been drinking any whiskey when i decided that i thought the jets um might cover this game just so we're clear uh moving on bears at the browns browns laying a field goal here this total 37 and a half bears look pretty good emory um what what, what do you think of justin fields since he's come back from injury well I've been on this network and, and said this since Ben. Like, if I'm the Bears, I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors, and we're pairing him up with DJ Moore, and we're going out there and we're averaging 45 points a game, right? So this game this game is going over. You know, this is essentially playoff elimination game for both mm-hmm. teams. Um, Bears have been lights out. They're scoring. You know, they have explosiveness back in their offense with Justin Fields able to take off and, and get 30 yards easily but also has the ability to throw it deep down the field to, to D.J. Moore. 
Um, they're working the offense a lot better. And defensively, they're playing great. They're, Montez Sweat has been outstanding since going to Chicago. Joe Flacco has been outstanding since you know joining the Browns. Which is and, kind of fun to watch. And Ryan, getting, Ryan Wilson had a crazy point last night. I was like, how is – he's like, you know, Flacco was drafted one year before Matthew Stafford. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Crazy. And, and when you think about, like, his first game, he 5.4 yards in attempt. You know, get the ball out quick, check down Charlie. But last week or yesterday against the, the uh, Jags, he's actually working deep down the field. And they were wide open receivers. I don't know what Jackson was doing on the back end. So I feel like this game with a lot at stake for both Chicago and Chicago is in the graphic in terms of playoff. The Browns are actually an eight win team, you know, and now they're moving up. So I think they're the fifth seed now. So if you're a Cleveland, you got to win this ball game because you're trying to keep out the Texans, trying to, you know, knock out Pittsburgh at least. Uh, so I feel like we're going to get a great game here. So I like the over. Uh, I actually think I'd lean towards the under a little bit only because of the Bears defense has been so good. It's a low total, though. Like, and, and we have seen some explosive plays from both these sides. David Njoku played awesome yesterday. Amari Cooper had had some moments as well. The one thing I worry a little bit about is this game is in Cleveland and there's not there's no nothing nothing like on the horizon win like win wise or weather wise. But man, like you could get if you got a beastie, you know, something pops up and so there's a bunch of weather in Cleveland. Like I think this could be a good look for the under. Maybe that's what's keeping it suppressed a little bit. Yeah. I just think both the, the Browns defense is really, really good. And the Bears defense has been really good the last few weeks, like surprisingly wow. good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have 13 to the Lions, 10 to the Vikings before the bye, 31 to the the Lions um, the, the week before that in that crazy game. They, they'd really turned Jared Goff over a bunch and had, and had suppressed that Lions offense. 13 to the Panthers. It just really like the last like five or six weeks, they the defense has stepped up. So I'm, I'm curious to see um, if they can do the same thing to the Browns. But it's right. There's a lot at stake here. Certainly can be points scored. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back. Man, imagine telling Bill Belichick he'd be a 10-point 10 10 point home dog to Andy Reid at, at any point in his career uh, like four years ago. We're going to have to tell him. Next. <laughs> Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time. 
just like me, and also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Chiefs opened at minus nine and a half, up to 10. Look at line was 11 and a half, holding steady, a total of 37. Juiced a little bit to the over. They are in New England. And this Chiefs team, <laughs> tough scene, buddy. They are went losers since the bye. Losers of three of four to the Eagles, Packers, and Bills. On Sunday afternoon. All late in the game, too. The All late time. in the game. Those are the officials. You're being mean to us. They don't want to play. It's so mean. It's so fair. I will say that is the first time that Patrick Mahomes has ever behaved was, like that. It was, embar- like it was embarrassing. He's, it, it was embarrassing. But I think that's the first time that he has actually embarrassed himself. You look at that loss to the Packers. Press conference after. Very classy response. I feel like we can cut him a little bit of slack because he he's – it's misdirected anger. He should be mad at his players. Yeah, or- dude. Kadarius Tony's cost you two games. Yeah. Like he Kadarius Tony cost him that week one game against Detroit, and he cost him the week fourteen game against Buffalo. And I know it's a tough it's a tough seed. Look, I get I get we talk about this a lot. It's a tough seed with Tyree Kill and the Dolphins are like gunning for the one seed. You might have to go to Miami and play Tyree Kill in the playoffs, even though you beat them in, in Germany. But you know, you you lose these. You lose these games. The way you lose these games, and well, what I thought was funny is when he. The only the only thing I take issue with, like I, I'm cutting Patrick some slack here. Andy Reid, that was he had the time to actually think about it to say that it was embarrassing for the NFL. But when Patrick Mahomes is like, I hope when he gets in Canton one day, they talk about there are better Travis Kelsey plays than that one. Like, yes, it was a fun little trick play. He threw the pass, but like, I don't think his legacy is writing on that play. Yeah. I mean, it was a really great throw back to Kadarius Tony. And you saw like the way the camera angle, just watching it live. You're like, Oh, and then it's it's, it's, a better one. What's that? Christian McCaffrey threw a better one last season. <laughs> um, there was a touchdown <laughs> pass, not a lateral, but yes. Um, I think that this has to be a spot where you're looking at the under potentially, and you are – I don't see how you can take the points with the Patriots. Like, the Chiefs defense is pretty good. Are you going to take the points with the Patriots? Are taking the points with the Patriots? No. Oh, no. I mean, back-to-back, this is like – Back-to-back losses for the are the the question Emory is are the Chiefs bad or are the Chiefs about to flex on the Patriots? We can assume that Patrick Mahomes is better than Mitch Trubisky, right? I, that feels safe to say, right? So <laughs> they were drafted. I don't know if you know this. Mitch Trubisky was selected over Patrick Mahomes in the NFL draft. draft though. Yeah, Ford has traded out that pick to get. For the best trade up to get right, right pace, right pace. Thinks Mitchell thought Mr. Trubisky was better than Patrick Mahomes, and wow. and and now so 
we, I, I know I was, you know, loud and, and, and wrong about Thursday night's game. And the Patriots went out there and it was just all offense. And so we Zeke, all looked, Zeke yeah. looks great. You know, well, Bill Belichick's 2019 fantasy team was cooking, man. Yeah, they, <laughs> he, I mean, Hunter Henry was rolling. So Juju, <laughs> Juju was who was a chief. But shout out to Eric Bienemy because he has to be laying back, smiling at all of this, right? Because there was not not a lot of these breakouts and and you know wild chaotic instances instances when he was the OC or was he calling the plays? Well, now we see he had more control over in KC than people are led to believe. But I digress. I look at this one. I think, hey man, if I can get that Patriots team that I got before uh, against the Steelers, this could be a highly competitive game. Who knew that the Pats, uh, Patriots were going to go out there and just score a bunch of points against the Steelers defense, no less. Yeah. This is a, this is still a very good defense, but if we're going to get Bailey Zappi with some confidence, I'm I'm liable to take the Patriots plus the points here. You know, I feel like Bill Belichick because again, who threatens you outside of Travis Kelsey on the perimeter? You know, it, you this is just a Mahomes play, so I'm I'm gonna take the Patriots to keep this one close. Okay. Belichick Belichick will take it. He's gonna take out Travis Kelsey and make somebody else beat him. And good good luck doing that. They'd be they have to be able to run the ball, I suppose. Commanders at the Rams. Rams minus six and a half. Total 48 and a half. I love this over because the commanders are terrible on defense. It's indoors. You're gonna see I if you can bet Aaron Donald to get a sack, do that. How many? Uh, yeah. Can you bet Aaron Donald like over three and a half sacks for like plus five, five to one or something? Um I think I would. I'm probably laying the points here with the Rams and taking the over. I, I don't know if the total is going to move above 50 or anything like that, but I would be surprised if this game, if the Rams get a big lead, they could suck the air out of this game. That would be my only concern. But the the four the, the Commanders are not afraid to drop Sam Hell back 50 times. <laughs> no. Uh, Shout out to Luka Nakul, who's on that Derek Carr plan too. He was he was killed. Two weeks ago, and then last week went out there against. I think he the Ravens. dies every time he every week catches every the ball. Week. You know like, oh, <laughs> like, like, like out oh, for the year. He's like old video game, he gets knocked out, and then he blinks, and then he disappears. And then next week, he's back new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I, I see this one being a high scoring affair. So I do like the over play as well. The Commanders can score, uh, but the you know they give up a lot of points. They're going to give up some sacks, and the Rams. I, I said this is Sean McVay coast a great game against the Ravens, you know, he had those defensive backs out there guessing and arguing with each other. And then you saw uh, Stafford consistently beat the blitz. They'll try to pressure him in this one, but I think he's going to have answers. So I, I, I like the over. I do like the Rams to win, but I like the over better. Okay, I like the Rams as well. 49ers laying 13 and a half. Game total over. Niners, let's move on. At the um, Cardinals, <laughs> total 47 and a half. Uh, this is a really... Mock spot, 3,000 really says take the Niners team total over. Um, I haven't even got to that part. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It's, no, it's now 10 and 3, right? Um. Yeah, 10 and... No, nine and four because oh, they lost. Oh, lost. Okay. Yeah, because well, the three game losing streak it lost. So and it lost by the hook. Um, in this last game, it came into the twenty eight, um, and it was twenty eight and a half. Um, Ooh. but still, yes, take it anyways because it still hits all the time. Uh, you, know, you know, the recap show is breach bot. Breach is a cow. Breach will like say anything that makes Jerry Jones happy. He's breach bot three thousand. That was the sorry. There was a 
It wasn't a joke on you. It was a joke on Breach. Well, it could be a joke on me because I give it every single. Every I mean, it's just nine and four. You should give it out every week. Yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah. But I will say this 13 and a half feels like a lot. Uh, the Niners, I think, closed at 13 and a half this last week with Drew Lockin, and um, they did not cover that. Um, the Seahawks actually played a pretty good game, all things considering. So should should the Niners win by 13 and a half? Sure. I'm not sure I would lay that number. I'd probably lay off of this spread entirely. Do y'all have is, Kyler, is Kyler Kyler's playing this game? 13 and a half? I'm going under the total. I feel like this would be all San Francisco. Like this could be 35 three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, twenty eight ten. It well, kind of helps you cover the spread, but I like the under better. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's talk Cowboys. All right, breach spot three thousand Cowboys at the Bills. <laughs> Bills minus one and a half. Uh, look, this is a spot. I'll be taking the Bills money line in this one. Pay the extra fifteen cents just to not mess around with that one and a half. Um, since it's already juiced, I mean, you could just play the minus one thirty. The over is probably a pretty good look too. Bills defense. Like, can't, I, I don't think you're going to see. So Kansas City is really more likely to sort of like slow the game down and try to run the football. They're using Clyde Edwards a bunch on Sunday Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Uh, you saw that game. The Bills came out and scored scored quickly early. I think the Bills are galvanized. I think they're going to be playing like aggressive, downfield, chunk it football. In the first um, half. Stephon Diggs and Steph Gilmore is a fun, fun battle. Former like Steph, uh, Steph Gilmore revenge game. Maybe Stephon Diggs revenge game against his cousin Trayvon Diggs for like tweeting about like the. Um, even though he's obviously hurt, I think the over in the Bills is where I'm looking for this one, and this will be a very popular DFS game. Oh, this will be a very good narrative game, right? Uh, you know, narrative is going to eat this up all throughout the week. But the big matchup is Josh Allen versus Deron Bland, who doesn't drop picks. And we know Josh Allen loves to throw them uh, to the opposing team. Dallas will find a way to turn the ball over a lot in their offense. Has figured out that Rico Dottle should be the leadoff guy and allow Tony Powell to be the backup like he was. Fresh lays, gets in. He's able to hit those that gap and be explosive. And we're seeing him finally get Cavante Turpin involved multiple times within the regular offense. Dallas will win this ball game, take them on the money line. Um, our own Robbie Snyder, uh, who does social here for CBS, he had tweeted out yesterday, which I thought was so great. If there's a quarterback that gets a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, and an interception, you should call it the Josh Allen because it's basically like the Gordy Howie uh, hat trick. All right, moving on. Ravens laying three and a half at the Jags, total 43 and a half. Uh, I would go ahead and lay this with the Ravens. That is a mean team i feel like the ravens are kind of flying slightly under the radar everybody's talking about these nfc teams um but the ravens are quietly or not so quietly you know one of the best teams in football so um i lean towards ravens minus three and a half brinson what do you think mm, yeah probably I, I, it's a tough game I, I think you need to know what's going on with trevor lawrence here you know like is he i mean is he fine do those things heal He's just, he's just fine. Just broke his ankle. He's just fine a week well, later. He, he didn't look fine. He didn't play great this weekend. No, I mean, he had several fumbles and yeah. two, two. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think this Ravens defense is going to probably swarm. And Jacksonville can't stop anybody right now. Lamar Jackson's going to have a huge game in this one. Uh, this is the Sunday night game, too. So, yeah, I would probably lean towards the Ravens, but the three and a half is a little concerning. I think that Baltimore finds a way to win. So this is, look, Baltimore knows that this is a massive game for seeding in the AFC. I think they come out and play well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably take the later points of the Ravens. I like the over. The Ravens defense is is good, but then they have those lapses of judgment 
where they can't figure out how to cover or they can't play the ball in the air or they can't just flat out cover. I think Jacksonville has enough playmakers on the perimeter to work the secondary. I like the over going here. All right, that's going to do it for our Monday um, early leans show. Make sure you join us all week long for more NFL coverage. Tomorrow, Brinson Breach um, and Wilson are joined by Pete Prisco to talk about his weekly power rankings on CBSSports.com. You got Edith um, growling at me right now. One last reminder to show us a little love, the like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page. Anyone listening to the audio version only, do the same. Download, follow, leave a five-star review, tell your friends to listen and watch the pod, and we'll see you next time. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.